Okay. 30 years later, it looks like it's in the same spot. Who cares? Okay. Yeah, I feel like I just, at this point, want to record videos and... I like have these podcast ideas, but since I don't have like a directly set up space, it's a little like this on the fly. We're learning and we're growing and I'm just excited to have video. And I think since I used Zoom last time, um, it didn't, it was like 700p and I was like, this is literally a 2k camera. Like why? So I'm like, do I want to switch? <clears throat> I just want to make sure it looks cool because I'm just about to start talking to you for a little bit. So yeah, I'm chasing daylight. I've got daylight as my light source and I'm still learning about lighting and how to do it. And like I said, brand new, but this is my little space. I'm excited. It's getting cuter every day. I mean, it's pretty much decorated for for what I've got but just like being able to have a creative space after five months of just kind of like my life being everywhere our stuff being in a u-haul not really feeling inspired creatively and and really honestly recently um well I guess that's different but yes having a dedicated space really really is so helpful and I'm excited to be able to show y'all too because I think it's cool to be able to see other people's creative processes and how they have stuff set up and like I'm literally just <laughs> I'm just a girl in the world um we did karaoke last night but yeah this is just me doing stuff that I enjoy doing and yeah, get get a lot of good neurochemicals out of it and it's literally a desk and a bulletin board and pens and, you know, stuff like that. So welcome, long-winded welcome. If you are a new listener of Embrace the Madness, then you, you're here. This is my second video <clears throat> episode and if you're listening to the audio, there's a video version on YouTube where you can watch and listen at the same time. But then I also have like just the audio file for people who are listening on Spotify or iTunes or things like that. Excuse me. Okay, so basically, and I kind of, yeah, I mean, I talked about it a little bit on my social media. I've just felt gutted, honestly, like something that I've been experiencing within the last few months is how do I continue creating when I don't feel like creating? And it's been challenging. Our house thing was weird, which seems like forever ago. And yeah, when we moved to Nashville, our supposed to house was flooded. So we've been thriving in our new one and just having these really like, because my first response when shit hits the fan is like, I don't feel like creating and I don't feel like I'm still processing my feelings. So it's like, how do I also be a human on social media? Because I'm not like, I just don't want to get on. I don't want to do anything except like lay in my bed. Yeah. So the school shooting actually was very close to me, just in proximity. Like, fortunately, I didn't lose anyone, but through my new job here, I am like working with, with kids after school. So that happened. And that was another situation where I was just like, I had to experience my own trauma and and grief first 
but then I also had like the thoughts in my brain, like, well, you have to, you haven't posted in three weeks and bought like my brain's just really mean when I'm not consistent. I'll just say that. And that was like a few weeks ago. Like, I feel like I'm feeling better. Um, and just tapping into that creativity after all of this, but it's just been so hard and, and really like the house thing. And then the shooting happening back to back, it's just like, okay, well, obviously really big traumatic shit is going to happen. That's kind of, you know, not always under my control. Like how, how do I navigate through it? How do I still feel safe and free enough to create or, you know, create podcasts or talk about my feelings or what else? Even write music. Like, I think being able to like DJ and like play music and like record my mixes for WYXR, that is always like a fun creative thing. But just not being able to do the things that I've been like waiting to do is kind of like a lot to experience and move through and so that's just kind of where I've been and yes it results in me not um creating or I mean it's only been a month like I don't I'm so hard on myself about (laughs) my podcast it's like I am but I'm not but yeah I've just been in a space of like how do we go on to to our normal lives like when we process a grief or a loss or a death or any of that nature. I mean, honestly, like the state of the world, I just, I feel like I have, I'm very grounded and I've also been like, oh, so it's like tough out there. And, and honestly, like Pluto just moved into Aquarius, which is all about like shaking shit up and, and really just kind of transforming like Phoenix style towards more community oriented towards more like humanitarian things like and the structures that we have in place are they're not humanitarian I'll say that I think I just wanted to share kind of my experience and how I've been navigating through things I feel like I've experienced a lot of loss in my life uh, lots of death lots of just very very intense shit (laughs) And it's like never necessarily easier the more these things happen, but we do grow stronger. And I just want to share what I've gone through or experienced or, you know, found a found a found a good good thingamabob to go with it. So death. How do we move through death? Like and I feel like this is definitely a a big a big intense topic well it doesn't even I mean it could be intense in a good way and a in a in a painful way but death is so visceral and visceral meaning just like it just fucking hurts it hurts not being able to go back to the way things were before not being able to experience that in that same way and it's hard I mean especially after after the school shooting that was just weird oh I don't think I I kind of shared well I had actually been in that school several weeks prior because they are one of the schools that we do our things with and it was scary as shit like knowing that I had just been in a space 
where something so violent happened. And it just took, it just, it was just a lot. Like, and then trying to understand, like, why this is even happening. You know, I get really heady and existential, but like, I was just like, what in the fuck is going on? Thinking about the fact that we even live in a like world that's like this is a lot to come to terms with and like accept. And that's been super hard for me lately. Like why, how do we integrate all this pain and suffering when it's just like right there, like right there, not going away. And that was kind of like an interesting way that I was relating to trauma because this isn't the first traumatic thing that's happened I've been through a lot I've actually done a podcast episode on trauma and and how we can create a a safer place to navigate all that so it kind of was just like you forget how just like it's there and it's not going away kind of just like it's always there in the background like just getting physically injured, you're like, oh, well, I have a really deep cut now. Like, that's just there. That wasn't there before that I have to live with. Like, it's hard. Like, this shit is hard. This shit is real and painful. And it's hard not to get, like, swept away in it all, too. How do do we go on? I feel like our bodies are just like, no, I can't do this. Like loss and death is just one of those weird, weird things. Like how do we now go about our lives when things are not the same at all? I remember, I think we were 19 or 18 or something. Like one of my best friends died. He got killed. We got... Tattoos for him, Chamo, Aaron. And that, I think, was one of the first... I can't remember if my grandpa died before that, 2013. They must have died around the same time. I can't remember when my grandpa died. I'm, like, looking. I have a picture of him and my grandma. Aaron died just out of nowhere and especially at 19 years old like how do you process how 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 does any child process loss and death I mean and maybe maybe they understand on a deeper level or I mean it still seems like so much for a little mind to be able to comprehend and that's just where I've been going like with all of the school stuff, like, I've been, like, trying to figure out, like, how I can be the best whatever, like, I just want to be trauma-informed and sensitive to, like, this crazy-ass shit that just happened, like, how do you care for or, you know, cultivate a healing, safe environment for 20 kindergartners that just, like, you know, that could have been their school. It's been a lot. And like, I'm so thankful that I have the tools because like, this isn't the first trauma I've experienced. And so like, I've learned from past times, okay, well, we need to know what, what the typical 
symptoms or like, you know, just how, what's normal. A lot of it's normal. Like grief and death is just one of those things that is so, it's like universal, but it's also so personal because I think we all grieve differently and grieve at different timelines. And, you know, it takes some of us longer to process grief and it takes others like really quick. I feel like I've been like a really quick one, but I also have to kind of check where is that me locking the door and and hiding that for now. It's just one of those things that it's all so different for us. And like, to me, what I've learned is like anything is normal. Like you let your do, let yourself do whatever the fuck you want. Like if you need to lay in bed, lay in bed. You know, they have so much food at funerals. Like all you want to do is eat. There's nothing, there's not really much you want to do just because the pain is so like visceral, like especially at the very beginning. And like when, like a few weeks ago or whenever, whenever it all happened, I was just like, dude, let yourself do nothing. Like if you want to eat, don't worry about if it's like too much pizza or too much ice cream. Like you eat as much ice cream and pizza as you need because you're experiencing something and you, you know, you got to think about it like energetically too. like our emotions, they cost energy. Like it takes energy for us to like feel and experience. Like it takes our body processes. Like they need the, the energy they need, you know, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Good, good job. I'm glad you could tell I'm like a nerdy teacher science. Anyways, I'm uncovering a persona that I never, ever, ever, ever thought would come out. I mean, I guess maybe. Look, you can kind of see it. That's actually my research thesis from undergrad. Um, I'll have to share it one day. Where were we? Jeez. Um, let me get a sip. Let me get a sip, sip. Okay. Um, where were we? Yeah, definitely personal. What I've basically come to as being able to just like monitor myself like just making sure I'm like noticing I've definitely noticed I've my hypervigilance has like gone way up I'm still very like scanning my environment and you know our bodies are looking for danger like that's the thing like when we experience trauma our bodies are basically like I never want to experience that ever 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 again like how do we because it's a threat to our survival it's a threat to our safety and I don't know it's just always stuck with me our biology teacher was like wait what was I even saying (laughs) biology is like uh organisms just want to mate and like produce offspring like they just want to survive and do that like that's what our biological instinct is as humans like i believe that we are also animals like i whoa we share similar structures you know respiratory systems digestive systems things like that and so i just think there's a lot of commonalities and so if our basic reptilian brain basic fundamental is just trying to get safety imagine what happens if you like get a physical wound or like an animal does like they would be like i gotta go run and hide and like nurse myself back to health so i don't get eaten or you know whatever and like we're the same way when our bodies experience trauma it's like we get 
we, we, we get defensive, like our fight or flight gets triggered. Our bodies just want to GTFO so they don't have to experience that again. What happens with a lot of trauma is it gets stored in the body because there is nowhere for that like physical tension to go. It most often has to stay inside, like especially like experiencing a traumatic thing, but something that's external from you. Like, I guess in my head, I was thinking like (laughs) you would know something and you would be holding on to it and like you would have to be conscious of like letting it go or things like that. Knowing that our body is having a biological response to trauma, I believe really helps us understand like the whole parameter of like what's happening. I don't even think that's the right word, but the whole scope of what's happening. I really like science and how it kind of helps build this structure through which we can understand things. And I am very kind of like holistic mind, body, spirit. So I like to connect these biological dots with the energy and with the kind of spiritual nature as well. So knowing the way that, you know, death or trauma is going to be absorbed by our body or being perceived by us, like that is crucial because awareness is really important. And if we don't have awareness that something's even happening, then how do we even know it's happening? I answer my own question. The squirrel's like climbing to the top of the roof. I'm like looking out my window. I'm so grateful to, uh, can you hear those birds? I don't know if you can, but there's like birds tweeting. It's just, I heard something on a TikTok about bird song, just like the idea of birds singing in nature in trees, because they're always doing that before humans. Um, but that being like a positive uh, benefit to our health. And it, it was talking about safety. Like when you hear birds in nature, it means you're not act like presently running away. Like you can focus on things outside of just like this little tunnel and that's something else that like happens with 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 trauma too we are using so much energy on like being able to just like stay alive in this present moment that we can't always look around us or pay attention to the details especially when we're like in the moment you know our all of our energy is literally being redirected to go get us out of this situation. And I keep forgetting like what where I'm going with all of this, but maybe just creating awareness. So I really highly recommend checking out the trauma episode. I've also got one about the way I think peace, how 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 stress and and our fight or flight kind of activates and how we can activate the parasympathetic, which is like not the runaway. It's the, oh, we're safe. Let's chill. And we can actually activate that in our lives intentionally. And those are two really good episodes I recommend you check out. And I can figure out how to do that like cool YouTube trick. (laughs) Oh my God. I wonder if my glasses are going to be messed up. Oh, well, they're not messed up. I just, do you see they're like this? People are going to watch my YouTube video and be like, what's going on? I just, I don't know. I just feel like we're going into this more like authentic, like not so cookie cutter way of being. 
And I just want to record my stuff. I mean, ultimately, like, yeah, I wish I could. I mean, I think I give you kind of cool shit to look at, but cool is relative and it's cool to me. So, so we were talking about death and the way trauma and death kind of impact our bodies. Yeah. I just think the awareness helps us because then we're not like over here worrying while we're grieving, like, oh my God, is this normal? Am I doing something wrong? Like, we don't even have time and space for that. Like, my philosophy is anything goes with your grieving process. Like, as long as it's healthy for you in the sense of like not harming others or not harming you, just trust that you have your own personal way to heal and way to grieve and and that's completely okay and be very mindful not to compare your process to others because this is not going to be the same me and my partner have different really a lot of different ways of processing and so especially like with grieving like we grieve differently and and that can feel that can feel sad and it can feel isolating and I think that's like the thing with grief too like it's already feeling isolating because we feel like, how could I be connected to something? It just, it just feels like that, that connection is like temporarily fragmented, at least in my experience, that's what I've come to. But yeah, we grieve differently and there's nothing wrong with that. And like other people, other people might get upset and like, they're going to have to get over it. I had to get over it. Everybody has their own process and, and that's okay. And, and I know it is painful when, when you see somebody who isn't doing better or isn't, yeah, isn't where you're at. They're not, they can't talk about it the way you can. They probably haven't even processed it the way you have. And so it's just really important to be gentle with ourselves and in our process and, and just, yeah, the individualness, but also coming back to the universalness. And that I think is something that, that helps me feel grounded when things are happening and really remembering that you're not alone in this and it can feel isolating, but we all actually experience some sort of death and loss in our lives. And humans have since they were here and humans will until we're not here. And we can see it everywhere in nature. We can see it with plants. We can see it with animals. We can see it with seasons. We can see it in nature when flowers bloom and then they die and then they grow again and bloom again and die again. And really tuning into this this natural universal way of things helps you to see that, well, one, this is temporary. The pain that you're feeling is temporary and it will not last forever. Two, (laughs) why? I haven't been tested for ADHD or autism, but the jury's not out. <laughs> the jury's not out. I don't I don't know. There's a lot of factors. Anyways, if you're waiting on number two, I am so sorry. So we're talking about how nature can help us understand things. Yeah, number two, it is universal. It literally happens to every everything and I know that doesn't take the pain away but when when we can see like oh other people experience death and loss and they have navigated it and they have made it through and they have figured out a way to live after something so painful and heartbreaking and and just really tuning into that commonality of it all you're not alone in experiencing it and 
many religions and philosophies believe that, you know, in science, energy can never be created or destroyed. Like, it's just transformed. We we might go reincarnate somewhere and come back. There, There's a lot of things. I think Davis talks about Buddhism where, like, it's so rare to be a human. It's so rare to be a, a conscious human. It's so it's so rare to be alive. Like it's literally like a tiny, 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 tiny chance that we are even here right now. Like think about all the planets that don't have water on them. Think about what would have happened. This is a plug to watch everything everywhere all at once. What like what would have happened if you your spirit or energy or your soul was like, uh, actually, let's go be a rock on Jupiter. Or you know what I mean? Like there's, it's just, it's just such a small chance that I am who I am and that you are who you are. And there's just so many things. There's so many things like we aren't even alive for more than a hundred years yet. You know, like technology could change that. But that's also crazy to think about too. Like we are here for a blip and and it is so crazy that even though we're only here for a blip, we can experience something so painful and like like death or, you know, things like that. And like, I think also a big thing with processing and, you know, honoring your process is it's okay to still be sad and it's okay to feel sad. It's normal to feel sad. It's so important that you are able to hold space for all of these emotions that you are having and allow yourself to experience them so that they don't stay stuck and they don't stay trapped, you know? Crying is a form of energetic release. Allowing ourselves to experience this allows it to run its course so that it can go be something else and the logical part of our brain also wants to be like okay no more emotions let's think about why it happened and let's try to rationalize and justify all the the details we can let's try to blame this situation or this circumstance or this person when that's just our brain trying to like find security and like the answer and shit like that and like we need both like it's still important that we process our grief however we do and not try to force yourself to just feel better or to not be sad like Yes, everything, like all of these, like, is it absolute or relative? Absolute. Like all of these absolute things, like, yes, we don't live very long as humans. And yes, like I also recognize that that doesn't take the pain away. And and so that's why I'd say like, you don't have to force yourself to just get over it or or expect yourself to just feel better, you know? And those, being able to see both sides of it is really helpful being able to see that it is like a really shitty painful like part of being alive but knowing that it is so rare to be here and and the privilege and the the specialness of being able to have experienced being alive with the person or friend or whatever you have lost or separated from like how cool is it that you got to experience it all together 
But, and that's another thing, like grief comes in waves. Like you might think you're fine for days, weeks even, and then something just like smacks you. And that's going to happen. It's going to happen that you are going to be overcome with emotion out of nowhere. That's the silly thing too about grief is like anything will make you cry or like lose your shit. Like the smallest thing, like I don't even know an example. Like if the store clerk pressed the wrong button or something and you just like lose your shit. Like we feel so out of control with the death process. At least our brain does. And like we just want normalcy and and comfort and like security and safety. And like when someone like fucks something up or does something by accident, like we just lose it. And so if you've ever lost it, like that's completely normal. And just what I was saying earlier, like give yourself grace and just really just like let yourself just like go all the way in, like just lean all the way the fuck in because it will truly be so rewarding in the long run and and being able to navigate this stuff. Like what I've learned from my 30 years of living is like it doesn't ever stop. Suffering never stops. Death never stops. Like it's just part of life and it's just something that exists. And I actually did, I think, an episode on impermanence and death kind of um, when 2020, like right before, it was like right when COVID happened because I just got this overwhelming feeling of like, I thought people had just never thought about death that way, either ever or in a very long time. And so I just felt that it was like a very fear of dying because that's so real, like losing touch with the material reality and what we know to be true and what we experience. Like, I don't know. I don't understand what that's like to not be that, like to be somewhere other than right here, right now. I just don't know what that feels like. I mean, we do it when we dream, but, and just losing, yeah, having to separate from something and something being removed from your life. And it's like not there anymore. Is this hard and it's weird and it doesn't make sense. And I, I think I've just surrendered to the fact, like, I don't even know if it will ever make sense. I think I've just kind of told myself, like, it's something that my human brain can't comprehend. Because worrying about it is just going to, like, create more suffering. And, and really just, yeah, it honestly just prolongs, like, everything. But that's also your process. And like, if you need to prolong it, you need to prolong it. And that's completely okay. And, and only you know what it's going to be like. Like, honestly, I can tell you all of these things and you can try to remember them or try to like do it. But like, it's only you are going to experience it the way that you do. And only you will know what that's like. You're going to do your own thing and you're going to experience the things that you're meant to experience. And and I think just what I've learned is just like lean all the way in. Just know that it's just a part of life and and try to seek comfort and safety where you can. Just get so good at listening to yourself and taking care of yourself and really just knowing like, I need to just be okay with just existing right now. That's okay. We shouldn't hold ourselves to these expectations. Like, and that's a big thing that I have been doing too. Like I've experienced some pretty intense traumatic stuff, at least just in the last few months. And it's okay that I don't want to create. It's okay that I don't feel organized. It's okay that I don't feel productive or creative or anything like that. Like something is just happening right now. And, you know, you kind of have to surrender to it because just like, 
like a brand new gash in your leg, like it's not going anywhere, at least for a while. And like really making friends with that. And that's not easy at all, especially when all we want is comfort and for everything to be okay. And like death just brings up a lot of shit. It just brings up a lot. Chaos. Having, I honestly probably would like to be doing more to like maintain my cortisol levels. And like we could get into a whole political theory of like, you know, we, us being in fight or flight all the time is a tactic, but let me get a sippy. I really think I'm probably going to start singing soon. I don't know what that means or what that looks like, but I just feel like I have like a, there's this voice. I don't, I don't know. Like, and part of me wants to like keep it just really light and goofy because we're all going to die anyway, you know? And I've definitely gotten to a place where I can just talk about it like that. And I know that it's probably not as easy for everybody and it could be very triggering and I don't do it like with malintent. So just know that I'm sending you so much love. I just... I actually technically have my eighth house, my Venus and my eighth house and eighth is like the Scorpio energy of just kind of like death and dark and weird um, stuff. So that could be, you know, a reason that I'm like, I'm not afraid of it. And I feel like I'm probably meant to like help others navigate and process because death is fucking hard. Like it's just hard. It's hard knowing that that person's never going to be there anymore. It's hard knowing like what life's going to look like when it's never looked like this before. There's so much that comes up, but you're never alone. You're never alone. And there's so many people out there that support you and care about you and love you. And really leaning on each other during these times is so important and I was trying to like think about the chaos piece, but community for sure. I mean, Pluto and Aquarius, like we come from a time of just being very individualistic in terms of, are we even friends with our neighbors? Like, I feel like we used to go ring the doorbell to like sell shit. Like that's crazy too, that schools like have got companies get away with like letting kids go door to door to solicit for fucking fundraisers for like it's like going to Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> I would always like want the big prize and like that's where they get you and like the parent like you always had to like sell a lot of shit and like I just sometimes I'm shy and I don't want to go talk to people strangers that I've never met before sometimes but anyways I don't even know how I got off on that tangent so yeah we've talked about moving through death and and moving through grief and we kind of touched on chaos but I just kind of feel, I mean, if you've been paying attention to, there's like a whole on like community on TikTok. There's a lot that, you know, the media wants us to think about in terms of what we think about, you know, the state of the world or, or things like that. And I think it's so important right now that we work together and build community together because I don't really know what is going to happen in terms of our country, our way of being. There's a lot of shitty legislation out right now. And I think it's so hard to not like, it is life or death. Literally, it is. And it's so hard because it's a long game. And it's hard not to just spiral out mentally because of the way things are. And that's where I've been lately too, is like, 
some days like I can't do anything but like lay in bed and I'm just like I can't I could force myself but I just can't right now like and that could be because I'm scrolling a lot you know like we have to make sure we're watching that and and how often we're sucking ourselves in there it's so important to stay informed we just have to like be mindful it's kind of like you know monitoring yourself during trauma and and grief we just have to be mindful of ourselves and really how I've been moving through the chaos is just knowing that when I'm tuned into myself, I can be stronger during times of chaos. Making sure to know, like to intentionally create moments for myself and space, like sitting down and breathing, meditation, just giving myself that intentional time to cultivate groundedness and strength and just even just the mindset of like okay shit's going crazy but I know I can do this like I can do this I just have to keep taking care of myself I have to make sure like I'm thinking of the important shit right now and like that's just so scary sometimes to think about too and I don't say any of this to like be alarmist or or anything like that I'm just kind of processing things like as they've came up for me and it's just interesting but like I go back to thinking, like, when have we not experienced suffering for thousands and thousands of years? I mean, I don't understand a lot of it, why it's here. I just know that it is here. (laughs) And, like, the thing that I can control is how I perceive it and how I dance with it and how I choose to act and choose to believe and so I just been focusing on what I can control and I think that's like the biggest piece of advice for when things feel out of your control and chaotic and like what the f is going on like just think like focus on what you can control and that's nourishing your body and sleeping and doing what you need to do to just like get your bare necessities your your basic needs met And that's also like a privilege to be able to do because, you know, experiencing death and and grief and trauma without resources is, I can imagine, very painful and challenging. And so like this is another reason why it's so important to be able to have just like free free resources and and ways for people to care for themselves and, and cultivate a life that is like healthy and healing for them without having to have a lot of money or access to resources I think we all deserve healing and and to be cared for and and to take care of ourselves. I just know there's a lot of ways that underprivileged people can't experience that so I'm all about creating this community and and opening up just this space where we can heal together and you might think it's cheesy but it's who I am and it's who I am. It's who I am and it's what I care about. And I'm excited to build a future that is beautiful and and conducive to everybody who lives here and get rid of things that are no longer serving us as a collective. I'm excited to build new things and to create the world that we've always wanted and bring more love and peace. I get excited and tingly thinking about it. I hope this episode helped. 
I think being able to talk through some of it was helpful for me. So thanks for listening. And I'm so glad I got, I keep doing this. Don't look at it. (laughs) I got a nice sunset. It didn't get too, it didn't get too dark in here. But yeah, I I don't know if I have 1080 on or what, but better quality this time, baby. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget you can check out all my different episodes on Spotify. This is my second video one, so it's on my YouTube channel. I've got the one before this I recorded a video. And you can also find me on Instagram, embrace the madness underscore. I'm popping around on TikTok. The link, you can get it in the my the show notes. And yeah, I think that's it for now. I love y'all so much and I'm sending y'all so much love right now. I know it's chaotic and doesn't really make sense, but just remember you're not alone and there's so many people that love and care about you and we're going to make it through this together. I promise. See you next time. Bye.